We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I'm joined alongside my co-host. Well, uh, he's not the co-host. He's the actual host of Talking Halos, the CEO, the man, the myth, the legend. He's back. Oh, excited to talk to you. Derek oh, this seems Paula. so weird, man. Someone right? says man, myth, legend. I feel like I'm Zeus. <laughs> you know, I should, have, I should have like lightning bolts coming out of me. Yeah, lightning bolts coming out of the arse or some kind of crazy thing, you know, but nevertheless, here we are. Welcome back. Thanks. Welcome back to your show, by the way. I mean, <laughs> uh, you've been doing fine with it. Although you guys took a break during the whole losing streak. I'm like, okay. Oh, come on. It's hard. It, it, it was hard to talk about it, but we do have some fun stuff to talk about today. I'll say that. I don't know. I think we all know what we're talking about. We haven't brought it up yet. We, I think we can kind of give our opinions on this entire situation. Uh, but first, before we get going, of course, don't forget to follow us on all of our social medias, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're crushing it on there. We're having a lot of fun. Subscribe on YouTube if you're watching us on there. What's up, YouTube? Pound that subscribe button. Um, tell a friend that we are the best angels podcast out there. Can truly do believe it. Um, of course, if you guys are looking to start your own podcast, jump on to Blue Wire. Um, I know me and Nate always have fun with it and yell out Blue Wire, but I mean, Blue Wire, we are, if you're listening to this, we're on YouTube, get us some shirts. I'll, I'll throw Blue Wire right up here and promote you all day. <laughs> I really will. I really will. I love it. I love it. And of course, guys, give us one second to pay the bills. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, all right. Let's get this show rocking and rolling. Of course, we had the big incident that happened over, what was it, over the weekend with the Seattle Mariners. Um, of course, I have to mention it. If you play a team this many times in this many days, there are going to be some tempers that flare. I don't think we saw the whole brawl happen. We have some injuries to talk about, suspensions. Um, first off, Derek, give us your thoughts on this, man. It, it was It was intense. This was one of the best. I don't know if I can call it the best, most intense brawls that I've seen in Angels history in quite some time. Some punches were, a lot of punches were thrown. And the best one I ever saw was a Kyle Farnsworth brawl in Detroit. Yes. It was hot that day. It was like years ago. Um, Sitting on the first base side, just happened to have been there for that game, just checking the ballpark out. And that's that, that, what we saw on Sunday reminded me a lot of that brawl. Punches everywhere, people everywhere. and yet I was blown away by the suspensions. I was blown away that the, the sheer number of angels who were suspended, especially who was suspended. Okay. Um, and I have questions overall as to the, the, the way this rule was really working out because, you know, it was pretty clear. Let's just say that, Let's just say that Phil Nevin did make the call to throw it, like you know, at uh, Winker. I mean, we all know why because they threw it Mike Trout. They threw it his head. I mean, so you come out there and you warn warn everybody right away before anything even happens. But what if by chance, by chance, he wasn't throwing at Winker? It's an automatic ten games, anyways, right? So that's the, that's the first thought that came on my mind is, okay, if by chance they weren't throwing a winker on purpose, but you already issued the warning, and so no matter what, now the manager's out for 10 games. Great. That's for, that was my thought process. Now, of course, it looks to me like that was the entire point was to throw at him, but, you know, yeah. I just was like, you got to be kidding me. Bullpen guys getting suspended. Lots of bullpen guys getting suspended. How the heck did that happen when you have your own position players who aren't getting in, getting suspended? So your your bullpen guys just ran in from the other side of the field and got themselves in trouble. Their closer. Oh man, I got thoughts. I, I think so. So let's just kind of take a step back here as well because there, there was a lot that went down. Let's talk suspensions here real quick. I know couple of days late here but nevin got 10 games like you mentioned uh jesse winker got uh, seven rendon got five who rendon's not even playing this year by the way um dom chidi got five angels uh bullpen coach i believe is dom dom chidi um dom chidi yeah oh assistant pitching coach i apologize um jp crawford who came in swinging got five games andrew wants who threw the pitch got three games brian tapera who was one of the first guys in i believe he's probably in the dugout rather than the bullpen got uh, got the got two games. Julio Rodriguez got two games. Who was hit or was thrown behind 
in the first inning. Ray Montgomery, who's the Angels bench coach, got two games. Uh, Bill Hasselman got one game. And probably the most impressive one out of all this, Manny Del, Del Campo, uh, the Angels interpreter, by the way, got two. <laughs> that's, that is quite impressive. I don't, think that's ever, I don't think an interpreter has ever gotten suspended. It would have been, been interesting to see Ipe get suspended. But um, <laughs> regardless, it's it's side note there. Um, let's let's take it back a couple games, probably a week, week or so. Uh, Michael Lorenzen hits Justin Upton in the head, uh, 110% unintentional. I'll say that right now. Um, I know as a pitcher and what, what, uh, what Lorenzen throws, he, he has the running fastball, the two seam fastball, you get your elbow down, you get under a little bit, that's going to come up. And in 95, it happens. It's, it's a, it's something that happens as a pitcher. That was 110% not intentional. Um, unless they were actually throwing Justin Upton, but I, I don't think so. I really don't think that was intentional. That's where it all started. Uh, fast forward a couple games. Um, I, at some point, I believe Jared Walsh was thrown out. I don't think that's played a huge factor into this. Um, now, again, fast forward to, let's see, uh, Saturday night. Um, pretty close game, by the way, so I don't know why anybody's throwing at, at Mike Trout. Runner, runner, I believe, on second base at the time, maybe not. Uh, Trout gets the two heaters up and in, almost hits him in the head. I don't think that was intentional. Just in my opinion, I think that Eric Swanson, it got away from him. I, I truly do believe. I don't think that was intentional. I, again, could totally be wrong. I don't know what's going through people's minds. Not a big Scott Surveys fan it is what it is. They end up walking him. Mike Trout on post game explains he wasn't very happy. Uh, moving forward onto the Sunday game, um, I do believe that the opener was planned by – Phil Nevin to be an actual opener. I don't think that that was, I, I would have gone opener with Jose Suarez. I think that was, it was like a good change of pace for Suarez. And when I was thinking about it, I was like, Oh, it makes sense. Like go ahead and Juan's might have some good numbers against some righties that they're throwing, uh, get, see if you can get an inning, inning and a half, two innings out of, out of wants. And before you get to Suarez, let Suarez throw. And I thought the opener worked out really well. I thought it worked out exactly how I was like, perfect. Um, I, I don't think that Wants was in there to throw at him until they thought about it, by the way, um, mm-hmm. backtracking a little bit as well. After the game on Saturday, Phil Nevin was not happy at all about what happened. It seemed like the entire Angels team was on the top step yelling out at the Mariners um, post game. I don't know if something they were celebrating something. I don't, I don't know exactly what happened there. Um, we get to Sunday. Wants comes in, throws behind Julio Rodriguez, star player, star rookie. It is what it is. We knew it was going to happen. Thought it was done there. We get into the second inning. Wanker gets thrown at. Everything explodes. We have a lot of fun. We have a uh, sunflower seeds everywhere on the field. We have bubble gum on the field everywhere. Just absolute mayhem. By the way, Archie Bradley out four weeks, four to eight weeks now uh, with a broken elbow after he fell out of the dugout during the brawl. Um, so there's that as well. Speaking of angels cursed. So, there's your recap. That's what I think. That's my opinion. I don't think that I don't think that Swanson threw at anybody intentionally. I don't think that Lorenzen hit Upton intentionally. I do think that the Angels came in hot, and this is just Phil Nevin's mo. I, I think I'm fine with it, and I'm perfectly fine with with what they did. I'm all for it. I mentioned it before. Like you take a run at McDavid, you're gonna hear about it. You take you take a run at Tom Brady, you're gonna hear about it. And you know Mike Trout, that's the scattering report. His fastballs up fastballs up and in the two pitches got away from Swanson. They walked him. Nobody was happy, but you got to hear about it. You know, Mike Trout is the best player on earth. You you need to hear about, you got to hear about that. You're going to have to pay for it. 
Um, I don't know if that's the best way to look at it. I'm a little bit old school when it comes down to it. Um, I think the Angels also broke a roll by not hitting Rodriguez, Julio. I thought they just should have hit him straight up. They missed him. They missed their opportunity there. So what? It move on to the next game, uh, get him the next time. It is it is what it is. So I don't know if you agree with me. I don't know if you disagree with me. I, I that's that's my thoughts on it. I think the Angels. I think the Angels were in the right to do it. I don't know if it's a good thing that they were in the right to do it, but you know, you got to you got to back up your star player and the Angels needed a little bit of that to be to get going and hopefully we see, you know, the Angels get on some type of run because this team needs a lot of momentum. I think that you have to consider the fact that this team has been struggling. And because they have been struggling um in a lot of cases it's almost like this, nothing went right for them. Nothing nothing you know, really work. But I also remember when Trotty got hit in the hand earlier this year, did they respond at all to him getting hit in the hand? Not that I remember. Um, yeah. I've been See, waiting, I've been waiting for years to them or for them to respond. I know like the, the MO against the Rangers is always, you know, Trout's getting fastballs up, Trout's getting fastballs in. I think he's been hit 12 times against the Rangers and nothing's ever happened. So I've been waiting for it. And finally, you know, Phil Nevin was that guy, you know, he took I mean, it for the and that's, and that's why I'm, there's a part of you that's like, well, hey, you know, you're 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 risking violence. You're, you these are 9,500-mile-hour fastballs. You this is this is the guy who's been hurt a little bit over the last couple of years, who's already been out this year. You got to protect that dude. And if that's what you got to do to let other teams know in the future, you will retaliate. I guarantee you teams are going to think twice now about throwing inside on trout that inside anyways. Absolutely. They're going to throw inside on him. I mean, they, everybody knows the fastballs up and in or where his hole is right now, but they're not going to be as aggressive. They don't want that kind of problem. No. And this is what this, I mean, we mentioned it. We mentioned it during spring training, the angels needed, needed to, and we were hoping for, to be somewhat of like the bad boys. They need that chip on their shoulder. Like they need that momentum. This is how my, that that's just kind of what they needed to be honest. And, and I, like, I'm not a big Phil Nevin fan, but this is what I like about Phil Nevin. I know like Phil Nevin's got your back. Like, I don't think you can, I think that Joe Madden had someone's back. I do like, you know, Joe Madden's a great leader, but there aren't many coaches out there, managers out there that, you know, you can say like, Yo, he's got my back. Phil Nevin, I think he's got everybody in that in that dugout's back, and that just kind of proved it. I don't know. Again, it was it was intentional. I'll say that, but I, I you know, it probably escalated a little bit more than what needed to be. But yeah, that, that's that's why I like it. I, I think the Angels need to be the bad boys, and right now they kind of have that label. And I, you know, they need that. And I, if I want to compare it to hockey, they need that fourth line. They need that. Um, you know that those guys that are going to get in the trenches and, and really fight for you and, and, you know, be those BS, you know, be, be I'm just going to say it. they need those cocksuckers. They need those big, that big dick energy. They, they, that's, that's what they need. Like it's all about that momentum. I, okay. I don't know. They need those guys. I, I I'm sorry, but like, I, I think you, when you have a team that is coming off the stretches come off of, and I, you're, you're talking about you know, Joe Madden being a leader. I'm sure Joe Madden's been a great leader also, but, Listen, where was Joe Madden when this streak started? Where was his leadership then? Yeah. Where, where, you know, he may have been – I know a lot of people love Joe Madden. I don't, I don't agree with the firing, by the way. I don't agree with it. But that said, 
why a team that listen, I, I, I was saying this a million times over when they were 27 and 17. The team is for real. I really believe that they had a lot of things they were doing right on all sides of the game. Okay. And all of a sudden the wheels come off. You need to one game, two game. Every team has their streak during the year. You start getting to eight, nine games. And what are you doing differently? What are you, what, how are you pulling your team? How are you leading? And I just didn't see it. Mm-hmm. 100%. I didn't see it. Yep. So I know the Lago don't like Nevin. I, I'm waiting to see how he does the rest of the year. But how this goes down, at least he led. And you know what? They've won two one-run games since. Yeah. Exactly. You need that. You need that energy. 100%. Like, that's what baseball is. It's, it's a game of momentum, you know. And right now, I mean, talking about it, let's see. We're, we're podcasting right before the game starts, and, and it, we'll see how tonight's game goes. And when this comes out, you know, we could totally be wrong. But right now they kind of have that momentum rolling. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if they went out and swept the White Sox and, and you know, took a couple series moving into, into the All-Star break, to be honest. Finish, finish June off strong. You're not going to finish June off above 500, but finish off strong. And get into July, find your way back to 500, make a trade at the deadline for a bullpen piece. Maybe try your best to. You need a lineup piece, man. Exactly. You need, you might need another hitter in there. You can, you need Joe Adele. Like you need to bring up Joe Adele, but you know, find yourself, find a way to get back to 500 and, and, and see where it takes you. You know, that you went through a rough stretch. We knew that was going to be the case until about now. And, and now you, kind of can sit back you got a little bit of an easier stretch go win ball games you know go win some ball games that's that's the best way to look at it so you know i feel really bad about adele and i feel bad about a lot of the players in that generation suarez and adele and griffin canning who i mean is he still alive by the way um these get guys huh get a setback i i, I know I'm, I'm being facetious yeah, yeah. my point is all the, I'm going back to 2019. And when everything fell apart that year, they started calling these guys up early in 2019 and 2020, and they weren't ready for it. And now, you, you know, I remember, you know, I know you do remember when Griffin Cannon came up and he had some starts that where you're like, oh my gosh, this guy's legitimately good, you know, two, three. Um, and now, where I have no idea what's going to happen with this guy. You know, Suarez looked great coming in 2019, and you bring him up, and, he, and you're still trying to figure him out. Joe Adele seems to have hit a wall. You need to, you need to keep him up. At this point, just keep him up. Give him a bat. He still has every bit of bill you had before, but why is he down, why is he down AAA? For what? You're bringing in who, Montez who? Monte who Harrison? You're bringing these guys up, bringing these guys in from somewhere else. He was a top 100 prospect in 2019, so I mean, he was he was up there with Griffin Canning. So yeah, you know where Joe Adele was though, right? Exactly. I mean, that's your guy. That's the guy you've been banking your future on. Oh yeah. So what you're going to give up on him now? Listen, if the season's starting to tank already, get the guy up here and let him hit. Get him used to major hitting. What's the worst that happens? It just can he, can I have some issues with this stuff. And the worst part about it, mind me if I ran, it's been a while, okay? The worst part about it is, despite all this, 
when I look at the roster maker and I look at what they did before him, I still they still have bullpen arms. Their stars have been pretty decent. This is nowhere near a bad team. They can make it. They can make a run. It, what ten percent chance to make the playoffs? I believe, given the division they're in and the fact that nobody else is above five hundred, they can make a run to at least make the playoffs. This is not a wash season. So go for it. For the love of all is good and holy, get your guys up and go for it. Why are you putting around with Monte Harrison for? David McKinnon. No offense to him. But why? Get your guy up. Don't sit him in AAA. It's too late for that now. Get him up here and learn how to hit major league pitching. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, um, I, I, think it's, I think it's time that you, you, know, you stop beating around the bush, and especially in the bullpen. Um, you know, you, you got to figure out what you got there. You know, if that's still Seth in the pen, if that's, you know, you need to figure out Ortega's look good this year. I know we went through a rough stretch. Pagaro, what does he mean to you? Jose Marte hasn't been great in AAA, but I mean, it's, it's fun. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, like I, I, I just mentioned it uh, on, on, on Twitter, you can have six or seven guys in your bullpen throwing 95 to 101. That's what, like, look at the Rays. That's what they do. <laughs> you know, the Rays, the Rays, their whole bullpen, their whole staff is 99 to 100 with one guy who floats it in there. But, I mean, like I said, if you want to model after those guys, like, you know, good teams, look at what look what the Dodgers are doing. Granted, you know, they have a lot of depth. Look at what the, uh, look what the Rays are doing. Look what the Yankees but are doing. But how do they get that depth? Exactly what the Angels are doing right now, to be honest. I, I, I mean, yeah, you know, I think that's yeah. why I think they're on the right path. Yeah. On the right. It's hard. It's hard when you're going through a stretch where you're like they're disappointing. You thought they'd be better than they are. They looked better than they are at one point. I believe they are better than the record says. And you're sitting there thinking, okay, this this year's not going away. But if you look deeper into what the roster is made up, if you look at the farm system, what they did last year and this year, they're on the right path. They're on the right path. And now you get the job done. Now you got you have to actually finish what you started. Develop these guys, which has been a problem for. The Angels far stuff for a while now. You, you they don't you don't make stars. You don't make okay, well, that's gotta change. And I think they're on the right path. I think they're at least putting good depth to be able to move for stars if they need to. I, I just I don't think I think it's too early to give up on the team this year. I think it's too early to give up on the roster, but for crying out loud, you got players that should be up there now. I'm I'm focused on Dell. I really am. He should be up there. Why isn't he up there? You need to you need to find a spot for him too. You got you got Marsh. You, you got that's that's the thing. Like what spot we mentioned before? We don't. I mean, I don't. We don't. Want, I don't want to get into it too much. But you know, there is uh, the, there, there's not a lot of room for him to get consistent abs up there unless you know Brandon Marsh is going to be that fourth outfield guy right now and. I don't know. You put Ward at third base for the time being. That could be a that could be an answer right now. You know, I mean, I said put Ward at second base before Rendon got hurt, and then all of a sudden, you know, I I mean, can Ward he, play third base? He's played there before in the past, so I would assume so. But yeah, again, when, when but there's a reason why he's there now. Right? Exactly when things happen, when good things happen, when when good things happen, you know, you don't want to you don't want to change. You know, don't don't fix what's not broken. Taylor Ward is doing fine in the outfield. So you need to find a way to get Joe Adele in games. And, and uh, we've talked about the answer before, and I don't want to jump into it too, too much, but you know, there's 
spot that you could DH him, but again, that would involve trading somebody in. I don't want to. Oh, geez. This one. I'm not going to dive into that, but uh, this one, the one that you upset so many people with great job killer. I know. I know. Great job. We won't jump into it. We've had numerous of podcasts and we will more than likely continue to have numerous podcasts about trading Shohei Otani. Um, But I think the question, and I don't, I'm sorry, I've been out the loop. So you got to tell me if you actually talked about, but I know you talked about, but the question that has to be answered by somebody in that organization is, is Shohei going to sign? And is it possible to build a contender around basically three-star contracts? Is it possible? And if so, then you, you can't trade them. It will be a disaster. It will be a public affairs disaster. However, my point is this. If you're going to trade, if you're going to trade them, you have to know it's because he's not signing. And then you can be up front with people. Listen, he's not signing. He's not staying. He's leaving. So we're going to go rake in the prospects. I look, you know, I look back at teams like Houston. Yeah, I know. I know. People are, oh, gosh. Baltimore. Baltimore following this approach where they outright told their fans. They were up front with them. I know that's, that's for the Angels. They just shut up. They don't say anything. But they outright told them, listen, we are doing this for this reason. And then all of a sudden, fans are patient because fans value communication. If the Angels made the decision, if they've, if they've gotten to the point now where they're like, you know what, we can't re-sign Otani, then heck yeah, you trade them. But I don't think you could. I don't think, Jared, I don't think they can get away with trading otherwise. There's no way they can get away with trading otherwise. The PR for that would be an absolute nightmare. He's made for that market. I agree. I'm not going to jump into this too much because I think we all know my thoughts. Go back and watch. Uh, I think it was on YouTube. Go ahead and watch the uh, Trade Otani special. Again, we're going to we'll talk about this. <laughs> Is that the hater special? Yeah, yeah. Were there any death threats? That's the question. I don't know. I didn't read all the comments, but uh, I'm sure there. I'm sure there were. Japan was not happy with me. Um, so, so let's. I mean, leave. Why would they be? When you think again, <laughs> go back to what I was just saying. The Angels market is a perfect market for him. Yeah. And that's a little bit of, in my view, it's also a pile of little bit of leverage the Angels would have in, in trying to resign him. Listen, dude, you can go off to New York and they'll pay you, they'll be able to pay you more than we can. Absolutely. Absolutely. But this market's made for you here. Yeah. So, I mean, that is, he would probably, I mean, that makes sense, but. All right, we will let everybody go now, guys. Again, thank you all so much for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos. We will be back Friday to talk some more Angels baseball with Friday. you. Friday. 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 We will Friday. Be Friday. What? Yeah, I know. Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday. So, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. You can Friday. follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim. Derek on Twitter, DC Apollo. Go give him a follow. Um, follow all of our social medias. Hit the subscribe button. Of course, guys, thank you so much for listening. and Have a great rest of your day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.